0: and we are live and we are alive everybody welcome to everything eos the longest lasting longest ongoing longest
1: running, EOS, longest running EOS, podcast. eos
0: podcast
1: it's like the only one left as a matter of a yeah. fact and please meet my co-host zach Hull. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> all right uh we got a lot of topics to cover today so we are going old school which is basically the new new school and the new regular norm we are going to be doing these type of shows, the old school Rob and Zach style shows. We're going to cover everything going on in the EOS IO ecosystem. We are not holding anything back. You guys know how to get a hold of us in the live chat here. Let us know what you want us to talk about. If we miss a project, if we miss a piece of news. Let us know. We will see it. And there's um, a lot to cover today, Zach. Oh, there's yeah. a lot that's going on in these markets, right? Uh, well, a lot going on currently, but a lot going on last week. So I forget what what day did we do our show last week? We did it on the WPS, on the EOS mainnet, which uh, EOS Nation and Attic Lab have been championing. Uh, Has has there been anything uh, new on that since last week? Any updates?
0: So a little bit of back and forth. We're finalizing the code. Uh, Some key people uh, within the community are doing some audits. We're finishing that up. Uh, We're finishing the contracts, the initialized portion of the contracts. Uh, and essentially, the MSIG should be going uh, up for proposal on track at the end of the week.
1: All right. So exciting news there. Let's talk about last week, the day after the show. We, we were talking about the WPS last week. The day after week. the show. We were talking about like what's at risk, like uh, 25,000 years. And we were, we were counting. I think it was like, what, how many dollars? At the time, it was, it was,
0: was roughly, five, I think, five, about still $80,000 US, give or take. Uh, and then
1: it was just the, above $3 mark. And then by the time people were watching it the next day, EOS, I think it went down to a dollar forty-five. Bitcoin yeah. hit thirty-eight hundred. It was a, it was a crazy, and, uh, yeah, the WICK downwards, yeah. So w- what what happened with the markets?
0: I mean, there's there's a lot of things that happen with the markets, obviously with the with global um, yes. events right now. So unrelated to crypto right now, what's going on in, in the world uh, has obviously caused some uh, panic in the markets. Uh, we saw that you know the the largest treasuries in the around the world have gotten together to implement some measures, lowering some rates, activating quantitative easing. Essentially, you know, in a way, it's not what happens, but printing uh, quite a bit of money. And we saw that on two occasions. Uh, we saw that the, uh, the S&P 500 uh, triggered the uh, the first level mm-hmm. circuit break. I think it was twice last week. And again, yeah, once yesterday, uh, you know, where you get that first 7% lost uh, within a period of time. And so they, you know, shut it down for 15 minutes. Uh, so this is obviously outside of, of the blockchain space, but obviously it had effects within the blockchain space
1: uh, so because I, everything
0: I th- went down very, very
1: quickly. I think that's the news. That's the 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 narrative got damaged a little bit last week because with the traditional markets, crypto also tanked. And I I think what everyone needs to understand is that like when there's panic, like like there is right now, the uncertainty, like it's kind of it's unpredictable. It's going to be super volatile, and this has kind of been predicted. Like we've been predicting like a financial collapse, like a black swan, for a long time. But what we failed to realize or just ignore ourselves is that everything's probably going to crash. And then out like a phoenix from the ashes could potentially be Bitcoin. And, and we're seeing that now with all, all of the the Feds printing, I think, what, $700 billion going into almost. They just
0: dubbed Yeah. So actually on that, Zach. So uh, when you say that, you know, crypto did feel it as well, I'll actually kind of uh uh, give a little bit of good news, though. And obviously, this is not, this is not investment advice. It's just my take on it. Never investment advice. It's just my take on it. In relative terms, uh, Bitcoin and the crypto market, so EOS uh, and, and all of the other assets without the, within the crypto market, actually fared relatively well. In, in from my perspective, uh, so if we look at what the uh, the treasuries around the world, and I'll focus on the U.S. just because it's, it's the largest treasury. I'm not even American, but still, I follow the U.S. economy for obvious reasons uh, because everything else is really tied to it, right? So when the U.S. makes a move, um, Canada in part and other countries without around the world for example the g7 they make moves as well and the u.s last week or i think now it's been a week and a half i'm not sure on the dates decided that they were going to inject about 1.5 trillion dollars worth of new money into the economy and still the markets went down so you know wall street wasn't very bullish on that news uh sunday night uh eastern time uh u.s treasury again announced that they were lowering rates down to almost zero or over zero and uh that they were going to inject an extra 700 billion dollars and still the markets opened up the futures were trading the Sunday night the markets opened in up in the negative 30 right? years on Monday this week so considering that the markets are like extremely if we look at it in the global financial markets this is extreme like mm-hmm. it's really 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 bad um the crypto market is actually not that bad yes yes so we're seeing drops but it's actually in relative terms not that bad seeing as crypto as an asset is typically a riskier asset we should have and potentially could have seen further drops than we did and we didn't so i'm actually very bullish about this space right now
1: that's what i was saying uh yes today's tuesday yeah yesterday was monday that was the worst day the markets had in 30 years i believe since 1987 1987 where they implemented the
0: circuits right so Mm -hmm. 1987 the the market uh went down by i think it was a little over 20 percent Uh, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the breakers at the the circuit breakers at that time. And that's when they implemented the circuit breakers. I believe they readjusted them in 2003 and essentially, uh, we've never hit level two or level three. I thought we were going to hit it three times. I know we closed the day at minus 10.93%, I believe. So just under the 13% level two, Mm -hmm. uh, this is, this is. You know, these, these well,
1: are extreme events. Was, yesterday was the worst day the markets have seen over 30 years, and Bitcoin and both EOS, since this is everything EOS, they both outperformed the markets. So we had that uh, terrible, terrible uh, day last week, last thir- whatever, it was, Thursday or Friday, and let's get into the liquidation. And why? But- yeah, exactly.
0: So why did we have those, those terrible days? Because of the liquidation market. So it's people doing longs and shorts, and those longs and shorts got liquidated. So So those positions got filled and those, those, you know, those positions got liquidated. And so that's why we saw significant drops because everything's automatic. Everybody's running DeFi on chain and some chains fared better than others. Zach.
1: Yeah, they did. So I I was going to mention BitMEX real quick. It was was crazy when the market tanked Bitcoin, I think at 3,800 on certain exchanges and at that exact moment, BitMEX went offline and the market popped back up. It was, oh. it was crazy, but it, it's because of the leverage on on probably on the short positions too, because they're- well, People are doing 100X. On a short while the market's going 50% a day. So their collateral just got so much bigger yes. and they could have pushed the price to zero. I think if BitMEX didn't pull the plug, that's the rumor at least. I. Like on that exchange, that's not market wide. Obviously, arbitrage. Yeah, no, that would, would have...
0: not happen market wide because the exchanges being liquidated at, at some point at certain key levels, the exchanges themselves would be liquidating themselves. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't let that happen, and so they would just close down or they'd buy their own ad
1: debt basically. So I'm not going to get into BitMEX because that's a whole different story. I'm not super familiar. I'm not going to fud them more than they've already probably been fudded. But I will. FUD, I, I will <laughs> talk some shit on Ethereum though. That's what we came here to do. Is it? Right. We, we we didn't come here to do this, but yes,
0: you you know you're going to talk about. <laughs> They need to learn a lesson. Out. They
1: fought us all the time. Oh. So let, let's, let's, I'll, I'll pull up uh, one of the tweets and we'll, we'll start from there. Let me get the uh, screen share rolling. We will go with the chain link uh, oracles first, and then we'll get into our friends, the maker DAO. Yeah. Um, all right. So one of the things that happened, I have a tweet up from band Jedi master uh, basically, link oracle failure detected. So basically, mm. Chainlink oracles went down during this to congestion. Zero. To uh, zero. Because there were so many transactions going on in Ethereum. The, the network was completely overwhelmed that gas fees for a single transaction were up to, right here, it says $20 plus. I think they went up to like $40 at, at mm. like a, a moment. And basically, because the Chainlink node operators didn't want to pay those fees, they just kind of went offline. And just let all the DeFi fend for itself without a price feed. Yeah. Uh, And that happened. And then the MakerDAO situation. I'm going to unshare my screen and let you explain uh, the MakerDAO because they... I was confused at first because I was reading two pieces of FUD. And I say FUD. It's really what happened. It's just unfortunate bad news.
0: Mm. Chainlink
1: oracles went down uh, because they just weren't paying the gas fees. It was just incredibly expensive. Imagine... Uh, I don't know how often they get their feeds because I'm used to EOS. Where I they- believe
0: it's once every hour. And that's part of the problem is that it's it's a slow moving average or it's a. Well, I mean, yes, an hour is slow in our world in EOS an hour is slow. And so it's a slow moving average. Whereas, for example, the uh, the oracles in EOS get their feeds every uh, one minute, the ones that I am aware of. Mm-hmm. And they could theoretically if they really wanted to, because there's really no cost uh they could go go down to get it every second every 500 milliseconds if they really wanted to
1: that makes it even more sad that they couldn't keep their price feeds going uh, even if it costs you 20 bucks i guess it's 20 bucks for every trading pair so it's not like every
0: single transaction that you're pushing right so it can be big and then you have to think as well that these centralized exchanges typically have set fees uh, for transfer on, on the ERC 20 network. Mm-hmm. And so if I, as an exchange have that set fee that you can't modify, right? So if you're on any of those large exchanges and you're sending yourself or whoever uh, uh, some tokens on the ERC 20 network, you always see that kind of, you know, the, the this will cost you, or this is how mm-hmm. much it's going to cost. That's, I wouldn't say that it's hard coded, but it's not something that you can modify, right? It's the exchange that decides that. And when the network itself now costs more than that, then they don't have the time to react to it. Essentially, you can't transfer. And so mm-hmm. if you are on a large exchange and you're trying to actually, uh, in this case of MakerDAO, fill back your position and put some more collateral in, but you can't because your funds are on the exchange and they can't make it because the That's transactions exactly, aren't going through.
1: Nobody, most, so most nobody people, was able, or, most yeah, people don't over collateralize their positions more than they need to, because usually the price, like you, you set yourself up with your collateral so you could take and maybe 200%, 300%. You know, you're going to put yourself at a low risk,
0: yeah. but then you're, the, the, the position, I don't know what MakerDAO is. I think it's 150%. So yes. oh, Correct me if it's, I'm wrong on that. I think so. But let's say it's whatever number it is, let's, I think it's 150. So at 150, they start liquidating your position because they want people to buy that debt because they believe that you're now too higher for risk. So what mm-hmm. happened is you've got all these positions that aren't being filled um, and nobody's able to, to, to lower that risk of their own position. And so basically that debt uh, or those positions go onto the market and people can bid on them. And so now there's a bunch of assets. I don't know the exact number of Ethereum, but there was, there was roughly, I think it's 8.5 million in total that we saw worth of Ethereum that is essentially went for auction. And the only <laughs> thing that it required, because the whole network is shut down, basically there was no failsafe for people to bid zero. I will take that position. I will buy that bad debt for zero. Mm-hmm. I'll give you zero for it. All I need to pay is the gas fee. But now the network is down. Nobody can transact on the gas fee. No, nobody can. I mean, most people were not able to transact on the Ethereum network because it's so clogged. So what people did is that they said, well, I'm good. I'll pay $300 per transaction. I'll pay $500 per transaction. And then they bid for the, the positions that were being liquidated, essentially the bad debt in a way at that time. Mm -hmm. um and they did zero and the network didn't stop them from doing that so you saw uh i don't know the exact number but about 8.5 million dollars worth of ethereum getting taken for zero for free all it cost was transaction fees i now at the same time EOS is going through the same thing at the very same time. We have EOS DT in EOS, same kind of system, obviously much lower amounts uh, proportionally, but Ethereum is 37 times larger than than EOS. So proportionally, roughly the same, same type of system. However, no bad debt being liquidated on EOS DT. The system held its own, uh, obviously relying on oracles that are price feeding every minute. There's no gas fee in EOS. The network does not stop. Really, really good day for EOS, for DeFi to showcase what the network can do and the limitations of Ethereum. As much as Ethereum is really, really good, I'm super a fan of, of Ethereum. It, it has done so much good for the space. That particular event the other day really highlighted why Ethereum has limitations um, mm-hmm. and you know. it obviously costs a lot to a lot of people.
1: Pull pull up a tweet here. So this guy, he's an Ethereum guy. He actually this this guy on the tweet. I don't. I'm not really familiar with him, but he was at that ETH conference in Paris. He tested positive for Corona. So that's crazy too. So like we, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that in the intro, but I hope everyone's safe, safe out there. Out there. Yeah. Everyone's kind of in social isolation. I realized social isolation, the social distancing is just like what my regular life actually is now. Everyone else is living it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the thing I wanted to bring up here is that so. For those watching the video, I'm not gonna read his entire tweet storm. It does say four and a half million dollars here. This is like at the time it happened, it's mm. gone up since then. So that's why we're yeah. quoting like six to $8 million I think the shares. latest figure I saw was an 8.48 or 8.4 something. Yeah. What, what blew my mind is that it's saying that they had 14 unknown feeds. So there, or I don't know why you said unknown, yeah. but 14 oracles all went down. And if you go to the Oracle system on introducing Oracle's V2 on the MakerDAO blog, one of their own oracles is themselves and they couldn't keep it running because nobody wanted
0: to pay the gas fees and so somebody who wanted to pay the gas fees saw an opportunity and there's more than one person i think the accounts were listed there's i don't know the exact amount but there's a series of accounts that essentially liquidated all those positions i
1: think you mentioned equilibrium uh, there's also vigor on the EOS network. And I will take this time to plug Liquid Oracles. This would have not happened yeah. if you're building your project on any EOS IO chain
0: and yeah, using so Liquid
1: Oracles, Delphi Oracle. So we
0: have options on EOS. And uh, again, they don't have the same limitations because the network itself is just way more performant. We're, if we're talking about apples and oranges. And I think that's a perfect segment to the next subject, Zach, because today, uh, I put a tweet up and I think the number's already gone down since I put it up. Uh, you might want to share it. I don't know if you can share At, your screen. The, but we were processing well over 91.5 million transactions in the last
1: 24 hours on EOS. Uh, and we're just getting started. Now, why are we able to do that all of a sudden? Where did all this extra capacity for, come for from? We're able to do
0: that because, well, I think, I mean, Block One, a uh, huge shout out to Block One, the software that they've been developing. Um, and in partnership with uh, all the stakeholders within the ecosystem to keep upgrading the system itself. Uh, because obviously block one builds the software, but it needs testers. The testers essentially are the block producers and the stakeholders within EOS. Uh, and then there's a continual exchange of, of information that happens. And obviously, then the block producers have the role of then maintaining the network upgrading their infrastructure, changing the architectural design to optimize all of this and over the last two and a half, let's say three months or so, the block producers have making have been making some significant changes in the back end and block one has also been making significant changes to EOS IO. Now over a period of time and I don't know if that's what you're going to be showing Zach, but we've been enabling uh, and we're kind of touching on two subjects now, but we've been enabling, um eos vm what, what what the community knows as eos vm which is a particular feature eos that dash vm dash jit on the block producer nodes that we see on your screen right here the bottom lines right the execution times for the block producers have been going down significantly which means they can process more transactions as we process more transactions stably reliably then we see that number of operations per day on block activity going up and today where i think at 92.5 million in the last 24 hours. To put that in context, by next week, we should be able to see conservatively 150 million trans operations per day. To Put that in context. That is more than what Bitcoin does in a year. We will be doing every single day. So it's not to trash on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is awesome. Great, great project. But if you want a, a blockchain that is able to scale, that is able to meet your business needs, your enterprise needs, EOS is the blockchain right now that is capable of doing so in live environments. These are real transactions. Whether or not you like the transactions, they are real transactions.
1: This is a good tweet. Uh, EOS New York uh, York, said EOS has processed 86% of all recorded blockchain throughput over the last seven days. Today alone is only 7.5x more than every other recorded blockchain combined. And And it's going up. You look at the pie chart, it's just... It's everything EOS on the platform. Yeah, it's everything
0: EOS. And so what's going on? If you go back, Zach, to that that aloha EOS, big shout out to Aloha EOS, uh, the benchmarks right there. You see how a lot of the block producers have still yet to enable EOS VM on their block producing nodes. So we're doing that in rotation in cycles to ensure that the network can handle. Because as one block producer enables it, that means that the floodgates are, are you know are open, essentially like there's a bunch of people out there or we'll call them, you know, people. It's like if there's a there's a big show, there's a big event, there's a stadium, and they're all waiting in line, they're waiting to come in. So we know that when we enable it. They will be coming in. So those are the actions, the transactions, the operations. So as we do that, we need to ensure that the network as a whole is able to accommodate that. It doesn't go down. It doesn't start performing in, in, unstable, in, in unstable ways. And what we can see for that, there's another tab, which uh, you can see on Aloha Yas, It's the block producer reliability page. And we can see the amount of blocks missed and the amount of rounds missed. And we see that even with that, uh, that Where the block producers that? are behaving. It's the uh, reliability tracker right there. Yeah. We can see that the block producers are essentially taking in all of those transactions and the network is not suffering at all. Um, it is highly, highly stable. And you, it, I don't know what the, because I can't see right now, you're looking at a month. Yeah, you're looking at a month. So it's, I mean, we're talking about very, very middle disruption to the network. If you go down around availability, most people are at 100% which means that the network is performing extremely, extremely well under high stress conditions.
1: Uh, we, and we as we, we
0: enable over the next week, more and more people, more and more block producers are going to be enabling EOS We're going to see that 92 million mark go up and up and up and up and up. And as I said, conservatively 150 million by next week
1: uh we didn't put in the notes I, I i was just looking at your thing i was gonna make fun of you for only being 99.965 but I I, I I i was gonna follow that up with a compliment that's not in our notes congratulations to uh, let me get Seth. this shared screen off here congratulations to eos nation number one block producer for I, I don't know where you're at today i didn't look but for a time within the last couple of days eos nation was the number one block producer on all of eos and Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. That, and that's really, that thank you to the community because we are we are the community,
0: BP in the ranks. We are, uh, you know, listening and attentive to our, our broad-based community, the token holders, uh, large and small. And so it's really up to you guys. Uh, we actually, another thing that you might not know, Zach, we just passed, uh, and I'm tooting my horn here a little bit. <laughs> we are the block producers with the most amount of single uh, accounts voting for it. Uh, So we surpassed the number one. We're now at, uh, I think, almost 38,000 individual accounts that are voting for EOS Nation. Um, So it's broadband, broad broad range, I mean.
1: So before we move on to the next time, I just want to pull up the Aloha EOS screen one last time, uh, just so you could explain kind of what's going on here. So um, I had it on the thumbnail. So why don't you give a quick explanation of what EOS uh, VMJIT is? Sure. And what's going on with that upgrade? And so yeah, what? What, what? I guess what when I say
0: yas uh, dash vm dash is because <laughs> it's the actual function within the within the code that we're essentially enabling in order to see those lines drop down. So what we're looking on screen here, all those pretty colored lines, uh, is the execution times for block producers. Uh, to execute a particular transaction. So you send a transaction to the block producers and it takes time for them, for their infrastructure to actually process that. Now the average before VM. uh, so if we don't look at the bottom line, so in this graph, lower is better. So if we look, there's a cluster, right? Between 1.25 and 1.5, those are milliseconds. So it takes roughly 1.25 milliseconds to 1.5 milliseconds to process a transaction. That's the hardware that we're running. Uh, you can see EOS Nation there is alone at the one millisecond mark. So we were kind of in a in a, in a league of our own for that. Mm-hmm. As people enable EOS VM, that goes down significantly. And, and so is, if is the average was ha- 1.25 before, we're now at 0.25. So it's about a 5x uh, and increase. that's what we're seeing when we see a line just, just drop like this. Yeah, so so that's, that's a- just straight up. I press on, I press enable. Well, I, I don't press it, but our CTO and our, actually our, our, our CIO changes the parameters in the backend on our infrastructure to enable that. That's not as simple as just pressing a button. I'm making it very, very simple. Of course, there's tons of work that goes into this. So huge shout out to the, the, the people that are not on camera who are actually making this happen. But what that does for you, the end user, is that you're able to send more transactions to the network for the same cost. So whatever was costing you 1.25 millisecond worth of CPU before is now costing you on average five times less, which means that you can send five times more transactions to the network. And as each individual block producer enables this, we're seeing the lines go down, then the norm will then be just as a network, the network can process more and more and more transactions with the amount of resources that it has available.
1: I don't know if it's you or Saeed, but someone, uh... Was running around the day of the ethereum congestion and comparing the price per transaction on eos right now and it's yeah. do, do you have even a, yeah. how many so decimal points is it <laughs> well so actually again if you want to open
0: eos nation uh, our website so eosnation.io and go to the blog section we post uh something on on in hot sauce i think it was two or three issues ago and we made a comparison and we really broke down the network cost and the network cost right now for EOS at the time, I don't have the latest figures, obviously with the price drop, but it was roughly $100,000 per day to run the network. Uh, if we don't talk about voter rebates, so we're just talking about how much inflation is created. And then essentially, you know, for us, that's it, because there's no gas fees. Um, and so the average at the time was roughly $0. $0.000157 uh, dollar per transaction. We're at the minimum, like we're nothing. talking about less than a millionth of a penny uh, to actually run the network per transaction. So and then we compared that to what it costs on Ethereum. And on Ethereum, you have obviously inflation, which is higher as well as the cost per transaction for the user. And that amounted to uh, without adjusting the rates, because obviously EOS, uh, Ethereum has a larger market cap. Uh, but it was about 3,730 times cheaper to run on, on EOS. And then when you adjust by market cap, so if you try to compare apples to apples, uh, we're still seeing something like a 30 or 40 uh, times cheaper uh, cost to actually run the network. Uh, and so it's, it's, just, it's just amazing in terms of how cheap it is to actually run on EOS. And then what to put in context back is then you look at there's 91.5, 92.5 million transactions running. Right now, or or operations being processed. Sure, if we compare to networks that aren't processing transactions, then obviously it's even cheaper. But Mm -hmm. we're talking about a network that's actually being used. Uh, We're not talking about the the qualitative value of those transactions, but still there are transactions, you know, being pushed on the network for a very, 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 very cheap rate. So EOS is extremely efficient.
1: I I think the best, like I guess, mental visualization is is like you look back at Said putting the ethereum vm and an eos smart contract you can never put eos or eosio i should say on ethereum but you could put ethereum in a single contract on eosio um so we we talked about cheap transactions how cheap they are are getting on eos but they're even cheaper and have been cheaper on all of the the sister and side chains. so Mm. i i guess we got to talk about eos nation for a minute i want to just take a minute to Plug all the cool stuff DAP Network's doing yeah. and Liquid Apps. Shout out to Michael from, from EOS, EOS USA. EOS. Oh. So much work in the background, uh, fixing bugs, making sure Liquid X was doing everything it was supposed to. Because uh, Liquid Apps, we, we build things the best we can, but until you start putting things in the wild and deploying into production, it, it, you don't have any idea of what kind of uh, hurdles you're going to get through. And Michael was there the entire way getting this deployed. So shout out to Michael. But over the weekend, first we deployed uh, or first he deployed the contracts required for LiquidX to run on the Wax blockchain, which um, it's not in the notes here. But they also we talked about WPS earlier last week. They also deployed a WPS, which is great for for developers. Uh, Talos has had a a WPS for a while now, but uh, great developers on Talos. A lot of the um, Genesis mainnet BPs, I guess, that kind of fell out of paid positions. You'll find a lot of them still contributing their time. Very high quality. Sure. on Talos. Um, but this is uh, one of the first applications that's truly multi-chain. I'm talking about DAP network, but now applications on top of it can plug into DAP network and truly be, be multi-chain. Uh, so if you're a developer on WAX or Talos, uh, you have a whole new set of building blocks available to you. Liquid Oracle's, I got them on the screen, Liquid Accounts, VRAM, Liquid Scheduler, uh, the Zeus SDK, um, and on top of that, I want to plug one DAP network project, and that's dapaccount.com. Uh, that's from the Ramon Binlish, the DSP from Blockstart. Um, if you are running an application on WAX or Talos, right now, DAP account is just on EOS. You could ha- hold like DAP token and EOS token in it. But there, it's a virtual account system. It's free. You sign up with, with nothing more than an email address or a phone number. And then you ha- you have full access to do everything you could do on an EOS account. You could, uh, well, I-, I should say it's alpha. I don't know what feature. You can't do this yet, but you will be able to stake, vote, and do everything that you normally do with a full EOS account, but you'd be able to do it uh, from basically the logins you're used to. Like Right now, it's just email and phone number, but they're going to add all the social logins. I just wanted to shout them out because if you're an app on Talos or Wax, and you wanted to make... Uh, like we saw Wax Cloud Wallet does some amazing things. Wax Cloud Wallet opened up mass adoption uh, for a lot of gamers and prospectors. We're going to talk about prospectors later, but the Wax Cloud Wallet played a major part in why they were able to onboard thousands of users whenever they migrated or opened up a new land in Wax. And Dapp Account, which is built on top of Liquid Accounts, so someone else could build a competitor if they wanted to, but Dapp Account's already built. You could basically make any IO chain have the same functionality as, or better, I guess, of the Wax Cloud wallet, all the staking, all the fun stuff. Um, I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, I'll let Ramon speak to it. Um, but one of the things Ramon uh, started the conversation about was um, allowing like staking on a centralized exchange. And the, he, he also talked about being able to vote from a centralized exchange and things like that. So we're not getting that. But we've got some really, really good news out of Binance. Staking yeah. has been enabled as of three, four days ago at this point. Today's the mm. 17th. So on March 13th. Happy St. Patrick's Day,
0: uh, everybody out there. Yes, yeah, social distancing. So you might not be able to go to your local pubs and drink some green beer. I don't know if uh, if that's a tradition uh, elsewhere, but it is a tradition where I am. How about you, in Pittsburgh, anything?
1: Uh, so the... the um, the parade is typically the saturday like it would have been this past saturday oh. uh, so there were still people out drinking and stuff but my city basically shut down everything you can't go to a restaurant anymore so the, everyone who went out saturday morning for the parade well there wasn't a parade but they still went out drinking they very well could have corona for their
0: but still shut out happy saint patrick's day March 17th, everybody. Yeah, I,
1: I've, I've been in isolation uh, living in, I, I leave for the grocery store. I've went on many, great man, before you get to the next topic, do you have any crazy stories about going to the grocery store? Uh, Yeah, okay, we'll
0: do this one quick. So I went to the grocery store and essentially everything is empty, uh, which is which is highly unusual where I live. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm downtown uh, in my city and uh, usually the, the grocery stores are packed. Uh, you know that they're packed and they get refilled consistently. And for the first time in my life, uh, I saw that the grocery store was empty, mainly empty. Like literally, there's yeah. nothing left on the shelves except for the vegan uh, sections. And <laughs> we were actually talking about that. So uh, if if you if you do live somewhere where you do need to go do groceries and uh, and 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 whatever the shelves are empty, go check out the organic vegan sections. It is highly possible that there's <laughs> stuff left. Uh, take advantage of that. I, I, Anyways, I, let's go back to Binance. Yeah, all let's right. Go back right
1: Binance. All right. You can't go to the Everything he is Telegram channel. I'll talk about. I'll talk <laughs> we'll about talk about that all later. All day. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to Binance. So they're offering a one to three percent staking reward on their essential. It's a centralized exchange. Obviously, I think everyone knows who Binance is. Uh, they made waves a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think I broke the news, but so, someone someone gave someone spoiled the news for me. I didn't find it myself. I have great sources, and they pointed out that Binance launched a BP, uh, and then now we're a couple of weeks later, they have enabled staking. I'll let Correct. you introduce the topic and kind of give the lowdown on why this is such a big deal. Yeah, so I mean, so as, uh, as EOS
0: Nation, we wrote well before Mainnet launch that we would... Uh... It was, a, it was an article called Through Diversity Strength Emerges. And one of the reasons why we particularly like uh, exchanges in general, we've been in this space for a very long time. I've been in this space for a very long time. And exchanges have really pioneered and really paved the way for a lot of what is currently possible today is because of the work that exchanges do. Um, and just people have to realize the, the vast network that the exchanges have and kind of the the, the weight that the exchanges have outside of the tokens that they're holding uh, is is quite significant and so why is this or why am I you know so excited about binance joining in uh, there's there's multiple reasons it's good for decentralization it's good to spread out kind of that the, the, the power in the rankings uh, if, if so to speak but it's also opening uh, doors to other things that perhaps people might not be aware that can be open. So binance, Uh, enabling staking on EOS is just more eyes on EOS. There's obviously a lot of users on the Binance platform. They now have one more reason to look at EOS. And obviously there's a lot of stake on that platform. And so it can potentially bring more users, more stake. Uh, But it's also the other things that you don't necessarily see. So it's the doors that are open because of those relationships that are formed. So now that Binance is in the EOS ecosystem, they now have skin in the game, more skin in the game, more direct skin in the game. And so we saw, I believe it was yesterday, uh, the representative from Binance that's been speaking out in the channels and he was in the WPS channels. And he did a lot of back and forth with the community on what his opinions were with the with the uh, the WPS, how Binance intends on voting on the WPS, how they can potentially help. So Binance was saying, for example, that they might set up a fund uh, where they might pre-filter some WPS ideas. So some people that might not have the administrative fee uh, of 100 eos Binance finance might waive that for them by spotting the 100 eos for them wow that kind of thing right so that's it's exactly what you're talking having about the communication with week. the exchanges it yeah. opens up some possibilities
1: like that that's why i love having you here because most people aren't privy to a lot of the the conversations that go on or especially um like in the WeChat groups and stuff i don't know if this is telegram or whatnot but you were talking last week about how eos nation was going to step up filter uh some of the pre-proposals help people out tell you if it sucks tell you if it's good and you should push forward and pay that hundred dollar fee but nobody would have like we expect that from eos nation you guys have been leaders on the eos mainnet since before day one but binance the the new people in town they show up a month ago and you're saying that they're already stepping up and saying like they love this like they want to sponsor great stuff so whether or not they'll continue right that's the uh, that's the other thing so
0: obviously we're going to have some cynics out there they're going to say you know they're just going to do this for a period of time it's like a honeymoon well the approach that we've always taken is instead of being a cynic let's encourage them let's let's reinforce this uh this behavior with positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. and do what we can to leverage that so that it is and then so that it does have positive benefits for the for the community for the larger broader community right there's also other things with Binance coming in. For example, if you're talking about certain tokens uh, that want to be listed on centralized exchanges, having an in and having leverage on those exchanges uh, through various means can be positive for those projects, can be positive for those tokens. And so it just it's more eyes onto EOS. It's just more doors that can potentially being open. It's just a, a world of possibilities that opens up by having more players come into the ecosystem. And from a security decentralization point of view, it's, an, it's, it's mm-hmm. essentially Binance is, I don't know what the rankings are, but one of the largest, if not the largest exchange, uh, they have roughly 40 million tokens. It spreads out the power. So instead of having one exactly. player that has 40 million dictating how the ecosystem will behave, now you have two or three or four or five players with the same amount of stake that are going to be partaking in this. What that does is it decentralizes the system, decentralizes power. It also adds resiliency into the the system Mm -hmm. because more tokens are being brought in, more tokens are being staked. It just becomes harder to overtake the network.
1: And it helps with collaboration. So you can't really get anything done yourself because there's equalizing whales essentially. And this
0: is so important. So there's people out there that are proponents of one token, one vote. And as much as, uh, you know, I think people need to do some research. And we do have quite a bit of data on other chains out there that are using one token, one vote. And one of the largest things that we see uh, in those ecosystems is the lack of collaboration, the lack of somewhat dependency between players. And so there's just no reason for them to speak. There's no reason for them to work on projects together. They don't have any leverage against one another. What that leads to is stagnation in those ecosystems, now typically those ecosystems also have a centralized foundation within, which then takes into to uh, so I guess certain responsibilities within the ecosystem. We don't have that. We are very decentralized, and so having those large players, having them partake in this, having the one token thirty vote, and having people essentially uh, have to speak to each other, mm-hmm. they, we have to talk to each other, we have to come to compromise. That is governance. We we come together. We you know discuss we are we we argue and then we come to consensus that is extremely
1: powerful for EOS. i think the other misconception like you always hear like cartels which a lot of times it's just a group of people who who may know each other loosely associated like we had the same thing in the west like cypher glass was friends with like yes new york friends with you guys like it's like friendly but it's not like you're doing anything wrong it's just you always trust the people you know people think that uh all exchanges are best friends for some reason like they're all like on a cartel together but meanwhile they're not they hate hate each other
0: competitors to one another yeah and there's history behind there as well right because we're if we if we go back in in and we turn down we turn back the clock for you know 10 years 11 years and stuff a lot of these players are the original players within the crypto space and that's that's how they kind of got started because they were one of the earlier adopters they made know some significant gains in assets. They were able to start projects. A lot of people did that. A lot of people died. These are the survivors. Um and but they all at some point somehow either work together together or against one another. And now they've you know formed these mega corporations, these mega exchanges and Mm -hmm. they are competitors. Yeah. They, there's they so. they do try They're fighting to get for more same of the market share. Yeah. Exactly. So there's no there's no cartel. That's not a thing. It's it's people with skin in the game at various levels. Uh, and they have incentives that are aligned with the network and that's what's so beautiful about EOS is that the token holders uh, as well as the stakeholders have uh, as well as the network operators have the incentives closer aligned it to for the long term which then reduces the marginal cost of actual operations of the network. And other networks don't have this, in my opinion, obviously I'm biased, but they don't have this as strongly as, as does EOS. So I'm very bullish about this. I think it's really good. And Binance has already shown us that they're willing to participate in uh, day-to-day discussions. Uh,
1: I will ask, I know you probably don't have the answer and we didn't talk about this, but do you think in 2020 we will get a Western exchange Running a BP and staking uh, pool or whatever. So I,
0: I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, there are, in my opinion, no uh, exchanges that are large enough uh, that still remain that would probably come in as a VP. That's what just
1: a, my. Uh, how about this staking? So by like th- one of the biggest reasons Tezos. It's a great project. Like I, I have some Tezos myself, but one of the biggest reasons people were, were, were buying it is because it was so simple. You you stake it and you earn yield. Yep. No, they, no one has to understand yeah, yeah. the Good governance, figures, nothing yeah. else. That's it. And that's, that's yeah. what Binance is doing with their staking. It's like, okay, Correct. you have tokens on our exchange. Would you like to earn one to 3% APR on it? Yes, sure. So Coinbase natively on their system offers staking for, Tezos, yes. for example. And, and I think there's some other things that they've added.
0: So- Coinbase could be the only one that I could foresee. However, because Coinbase has a relationship with Block 1 uh, or a pre-existing relationship with Block 1, mm-hmm. that might be the showstopper for them not to, to come into the ecosystem. And I also must preface that with, it's actually really, really hard to be a blockholder, So it's really <laughs> not easy. Um, from a technical point of view, it's very, very complicated. It's very difficult. And so even if exchanges Want to come? Uh, it requires a lot of resources, a lot of sweat equity, a lot of networking, a lot of stake, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of backend infrastructure. Like it, it's very difficult. And so the exchanges that what we're seeing um, are, are choosing to participate in the system in other ways right now, not as block producers. And it seems to me that Binance, from my opinion, is is the last large exchange to join from that regard but I'm just speculating.
1: I, I could see that. And, and we saw like Coinbase is not ready to be a block producer because we saw the infrastructure problems that they're having withdrawals were, were broken for, I think a couple of days at least. And we, uh, are we, they back? Are the withdrawals back? I should, uh, I should know. I this because... think so because I remember seeing Ramon, he was one of the ones, Ramon Ben, she was really vocal about you know, withdraw getting held up. And I remember seeing somewhere on Telegram, he said he got it. No, so. they, they released his.
0: Uh, oh, because he had probably
1: a support ticket maybe.
0: Yeah, so, so you put a support ticket in, they just release it. Uh, I'm trying to do this quickly.
1: I haven't been getting bombarded with the text messages. Usually when Coinbase is down on any- Anybody in the I chat? Just... Can
0: anybody let us know? <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, I'm trying to find the link because I had the link. Uh and I can't find oh there you go. Okay. Status for Coinbase is EOS still down. Partially degraded service. Does that
1: apply to EOS?
0: I do not know. Anyways, we'll find <laughs> the answer for you guys
1: later. I, I, I hope it is. I mean I, I don't know if there are issues. You right. hope that it's down or you hope it's up? No, I hope it up? I hope it I hope it works. Uh MS Cavs fan just said it's working, but yes, it's working. Excellent. Thank you very much, MS Cavs fan. All right, MS uh... Cavs fan. I promised uh, a lot of people we we're going to talk about some DApps today. So we, I think we covered yes. all of the general, broad EOS EOSIO news. But it's been a really long time since I've done I've done interviews. We've done like topic specific episodes, like last week on the WPS. But it's been a really long time since I've covered everything EOSIO in this instance. So the first DApp we're going to talk about is going to be Voice. I haven't talked about Voice in a while. Um, I've personally not been as active on voice as I was previously. Uh, I just have had much to write about. Uh, and I'm also, it's, it's the same people. Like my request is please start opening up countries to voice. I, I, I want to this goes to block one. I want more users on here. And I also wish I could share content publicly. So even if you can't get your own account on voice as a Canadian like Eve, it'd be great if I could share my link and have him be able to, to, to see what someone else wrote. To
0: actually see it instead of having to get you to do a PDF or a JPEG file and then post that, right?
1: But uh, just today, the reason I'm talking about is because Salah, uh, the CEO of Voice, they, they released an update today uh, with, with some very small minor aesthetic updates. So if you've been on Voice, you've probably already seen this. If you're not on Voice, I'm speaking to the choir and you didn't know how crappy some of this stuff was at launch anyway. Um, But a lot of it was bugs. So whenever you, you, before, whenever you'd make posts, like uh, I'm just going to show this for people who haven't seen it, like all the like buttons that you're probably used to uh, embedding code or tweets, it was all buggy before. So, so they've basically fixed a lot of the annoying bugs with comments and things like that. So it's very small fixes. But uh, one thing that I do know is that one of their tippy tippy top priorities with voice is to get it public facing. I, I don't know like what the security vulnerability, I guess DDoS is, I, I don't know what else it could be except for getting spammed with with the website. But for because some- Because they people- know that everybody's
0: gonna try and come and see your post, and you yourself alone gonna stop the network, Zach.
1: I don't know. I, I think that's my number one request. I don't think I'm, I think this is a pretty well-known request is I wish that I could make a post on voice and not have to repost it on medium. Because it kind of defeats the purpose of voice if I have to post it two places. And uh, it's, it's always a bit unfair whenever Dan's posting voice-exclusive content, then I have to like take screenshots and share it in Telegram. Thank you um, very
0: much for that, Zach.
1: Much appreciated. <laughs> no problem. So I guess my news about voice is business as usual. They're making improvements every week or two. They, they have a little bit of an update, but I do know they're working hard. I've heard a rumor that in the last two weeks, Dan has been coding, and I think it's for something for voice, but we're speculating, and you think it might be the the bonds or something?
0: Or yeah, I like, think it might be the bonds. I don't know uh, what it is. There's a couple of things that they're working on. That would be my guess. If, if Dan is gonna get involved in something, I think you're right, that voice is is high up there in the priority. Uh, bonds would be another one, simply because the complexity of the code and the, the core, um, uh, I guess the, the core functionality of the code and, and how deep it is. If we're going to be talking about changing the the core parameters of, of how, uh, you know, the base layer uh, incentivization methods work on EOS, that would, in my opinion, require Dan.
1: I forget to I forgot to put this in the notes. So this is going to be new to you, but uh, there were some uh, changes. I don't know if it was, la- I think it was last week. There were some changes to the uh, executive team at BlockBone. I know we said we we're going to talk about dApps but um, Andrew Bliss was the Chief, o- chief Operating Officer and Ted Cahaw was the, uh, like, I think he's in charge of ESIO Business Unit. So, like, just one part. Now he's the, the Chief Operating Officer. I've talked about this guy before. I, I met him uh, in Washington, D.C. And I just want to point this out for anyone who's missed the episodes I've talked about this guy. But look at the experience here of this man who's ba- he's the Chief Operating Officer of Block One. We could complain about how we don't like how things have run for a while or maybe the transparency, but I just wanna point out that things are happening there and they're they're bringing on people like this. He was brought on, I think, June or July, like right after B1 June. Prior to block one, Ted serves the chief operating officer of Digital River, where he managed the company's e-commerce and payments platform that processed $35 billion annually. And before that, he was the corporate VP at Microsoft uh, he was also president at AOL, the CTO of CNET. So these are all like household companies that you have all heard of. And this man is the chief operating officer at Block One right now. So that's huge. Uh, if you guys uh, remember, Mark Woods used to be, he's been on the show many times. He was just promoted. Congratulations, Mark Woods. I saw this on LinkedIn. I congratulated you on there, but uh, the new VP of product across everything, at all product at Block One, congratulations mark woods on that uh, and congratulations to uh probably the people i missed on the um exec team that moved around i think abby's position might have changed uh but whatever we're talking about DApps. Uh, i just wanted to plug all that stuff uh what's the next step so uh, hashtag bullish for block one definitely uh they're definitely seem to be getting some stuff done i want to see more on voice personally but i know they've got a lot of different units building different components here and there but let's talk about what Uh, the community wants to hear about i haven't talked about daps in a really long time i'm going to start with the most recent dap that i uh have not played but it's just everyone's talking about it and it's called what is it uh the angry Angry warlords Warlords. so shout out to talos yeah big shout out i I think i don't have i think i closed the window i'm gonna need you to cover me for a second while i find it
0: (laughs) i'm i'm actually so i'm on my phone right now uh and i so I heard about this for the first time. Uh, Apparently it's, it's running really well. Apparently it's very popular. (laughs) I'm not sure if I have the right one. Is it the one? Yeah, it is the one by two, three, three labs Uh, has got a little over a thousand downloads. It's got 258 reviews at a 4.8 star. Uh, People seem to say that this is really good. I think the idea with this is that you don't even know, like I'm running through Android store right now. You don't even know that it's running on the blockchain. Uh, it does say in the, about this game, you know, this, ba- this game was built on Talos. Uh, it's got features of abilities, panic button, fast speed with simple controls, protection geo, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but nowhere in there, if you didn't know, nowhere in there, would you know that is blockchain. And that's part of why uh, it's, it's so cool. And why I wanted to talk about it, this today is we're going to be seeing more and more games like this that are taking advantage of uh, potentially the token economies on the blockchain but uh, for the end user who just wants to download and play a game they it's abstracted from them. Uh, so very very bullish good job Telos on on you know doing this. I'm sure they they had a really big part in, in helping fund this and in helping uh, you know get these guys uh, up up and, and running. So huge shout out very cool.
1: I just want to point out so the, the reason I had to start well I guess I started with voice technically and then I got sidetracked but the reason I wanted to uh, talk uh, about Angry Warlord is because I don't. I, I guess you could probably leave reviews while it's in beta. It's probably in beta before it went public a couple of days ago, but they already have 258 reviews on, on the App Store, which is huge um, mm. for a blockchain app. And I didn't see. Well, because you, you have it. no idea it's a blockchain app. Yeah, that's I, that's I why I think it's really good. A thousand plus installs. And it's really hard. It's easy to get people to go to a website or easier, but to get them to actually install a mobile app is actually quite difficult. So to get over a thousand in such a short period of time, just uh, congratulations to the, the team behind Angry Warlord and congratulations uh, to Talos for, for getting such a, a popular app on board.
0: Yeah. So everybody go check it out, go download that game, go try it out. And then maybe leave in the comments below what you think about the game, go, you know, leave some ratings on there as well. Really important to get the community to, to actually participate in this.
1: I'm waiting for the uh, iPhone version. I, I saw in the notes that I wrote, I wrote myself a note. It says uh, that it will be, a, there's like a way to run an emulator to run an Android on my desktop. I'm not going to do that, but whenever it's out for Apple, I, I will use it but I just don't have an Android phone. So So I
0: I haven't installed it yet, Or I just installed it, I haven't run it yet, but I will. And the (laughs) next time we meet Zach, I'll be able to tell you what my experience was like.
1: All right, okay, so we got Rise of King Fresh. He said, let's talk Emanate. So I guess that's the next topic on the list. So you wanna start with that one while I pull up the screens? For Emanate? Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, man, Emanate. So we've been following Emanate now for quite some time. Uh, Emanate is really an OG in in the EOS space. Uh, you know, big shout out to to Sean and and everybody else there. Uh, And so they just came out with some major updates uh, in their, uh, I guess, in in their system, back-end, front-end user experience overall. Uh, and they've added some really cool functions and they've added some really big names. So I'm not seeing here in the show notes, but they're, they added a couple of really key people within the music industry,
1: pull up their blog and just look at the headlines because that's, yeah. I, I know they're big in the industry, but like, unfortunately, so I just Chris don't Lane. know just because I don't know them doesn't mean DJ. they're not popular. Yeah. So, so like
0: that's what I think. That's what continuously impresses me with Eminate and the team down at Eminate is they're they're reaching out to uh, the standard industry and they're actually creating partnerships with with people within the music industry in in Australia is, is where they're starting. Uh, and these are big household names, uh, so very, very cool. And I see now that you have, you know, the Visa link on. This is so the
1: part that has me excited. Also, very cool. I've been using the crypto. I've talked about this a couple of times. I have a debit card that could basically be topped up with crypto from crypto.com. You could use it. I don't have a referral code, so just message me if you really want to sign up. I'll give you my code. But it just to offboard from crypto. So the on and off ramps of crypto are always one of the biggest sticking points for mainstream adoption. And when you're thinking about a musician, a musician most likely doesn't wanna learn what a token is. They probably don't wanna manage a wallet. They just wanna make money off their music. They're they're musicians, they're they're not technologists. And that's what the Visa stream card is going to allow. It's going to allow musicians to earn income through their their live streaming through their, it's almost like a Spotify like service. They earn income and then they could just spend it directly from their debit card. So that is their off ramp is a debit card and like, and important to note that you can
0: use Emanate without having to pay, right? So you're yeah. you're you know go check it out, download the application, and then try it out, listen to some music.
1: Since the visa starts in March, so I didn't see it. A... Should oh, be soon. Yeah, should be very soon. We are up, uh, officially halfway through March. But there is one more big name, and I know it's a big name, but I, I still don't know. I'm not familiar with them. Where's the mouse? This guy, Mousetrap. Mouse trap he's huge I, like i have no idea who he is but everyone was and losing the edm their shit. space is pretty yeah. big yeah everybody was
0: losing their shit whenever that announcement came out right and yeah. that's why it's a huge shout out to emanate is they keep pulling in these actual big names from from the real world non-crypto related yeah. into the crypto world so i'm super bullish I, on on emanate and the team there
1: that that's been like one of my biggest pet peeves and i i, I don't want to bring up sore points. Whenever you see like the sister chains, like attacking EOS, trying to pick up users. Like, why are you attacking EOS for users? Or if you're a game, go after like teenagers. Like there's, <laughs> why are you going after EOS people? And I love what mn is doing because they're not like going after Ethereum people. They're not really just focusing on EOS. People they are focusing going on going after users. The music industry. People like music. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah. Just <laughs> increase your, your user
0: base. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Nah, no, very, very cool. All right. Very, very
1: uh, cool. Do I need to pull up Predict, or You just want to talk about what they've been doing? Cause there's a I lot mean, of Yeah. Stuff... So
0: predict predict just went about and, uh, and, and got a bunch of updates done to the, to the system again, front end, back end UI, uh, user experience type of updates. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because as a concept, predict is very cool. So for those of you who don't know, uh, predict is a prediction, uh, prediction market, uh, was it, would you call it a prediction market platform?
1: Yeah, I think it's like a protocol. So I, I, I like the way they I'm not sure it. what the word would be, but. Today, yeah, it, today it's an app. It, it's like its own. It's a prediction market today. But I, I think what they want to make it is so that anyone could like launch their own prediction markets with their own front end. Any ends. prediction about but anything, right? Yeah. And so can, that's
0: what we're seeing. And why it's so relevant lately is that a bunch of people within these markets right now are creating longs. They're creating, you know, they're going short. They're going long. Um, and they're making predictions on the market. Predict is so cool because you're able to do that, but with anything and everything Mm -hmm. I could create. I I remember when voice was up, it was like, I think I saw something like, uh, you know, what's going, which, which country is going to come in next? Uh, You know, what, what is B1 going to be enabling next in terms of, of user base. And then you put a prediction market up there and then some people will then bet on Well, I think it's this one. I think it's this one. And then you see these markets coming up and it, it just gamifies prediction markets on EOS. Very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest issue, I, I, I remember when the beta launched, I was using it. And it, it's, I guess, users and liquidity. It's like a chicken and egg problem. It's, it's very users difficult. Users
0: liquidity and oracles. Because then where do you get your information data feed, right? So, again, we go back to oracles are really somewhat of a bio, bottleneck in, in yep. the ecosystem right now. But big shout out to Liquid Apps. They make it super easy for <laughs> anybody and everybody really that 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 is involved and knowledgeable and of, and I, it's not my grandma's not going to become an oracle but yeah. anybody who is within this space that actually has the tech capability can now become an oracle and push uh feats into this mm-hmm. but you're right. right that then liquidity and user base is always key components of
1: this as well i, I think they're oracle uh, so i think they're limited still but they they're doing work and that's the thing is i i, I i'm actually more excited I'm more excited I'll, I'll just admit it i'm more excited for predict than i am for pd i said it okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they
0: shift though isn't like didn't, didn't they actually shift most of their or some of their anyways uh i don't know resources to to, to actually work on predict because i, I it think actually has more output or
1: i don't know. i don't, don't want to quote my i don't want to say that i i'm not i'm not real sure so that, that's what's hard about this so i'm like out of it so like when rob and i was doing this every week i like knew it every project it's so hard right now to to like gotta get like, back into it
0: zach gotta get back into it uh, then that's what the audience wants man this is the i know, viewers right I, now that are watching this they want you to know what's going on and then they want us to talk about it do the yeah. babble back and forth that's well, what it's all
1: about ah well maybe maybe we'll just have to bring people on i know uh miles snyder messaged me uh, the other day i i sorry miles i i'll get back to you as soon as i get off of here but i do want to learn apology yeah (laughs) apology (laughs) um i i I do i do want to have someone from the pedia team to talk about everything that they've been doing because i know that they have a fairly large team and their product like i'm kind of shooting myself in the foot right now with things i said a few minutes ago but everpedia is an app that's not going after crypto people they're going after mainstream people i just want knowledge and and to to learn so sorry right now anybody who's building
0: on any platform within this environment that we're seeing within this current market that we're seeing anybody who's building should be applauded because right now in a market where it's been somewhat bearish for or actually it's been bearish for a very long time and now kind of sideways and now we just kind of Bearish again. Um, anybody who's actually building right now, these are the true builders. These are the people that actually yep. believe in what they're building, uh, and uh, all those people should be applauded. So, like and you know, that's tribalism, thing, us versus right them. Like big shout out to everybody who's actually deploying sweat equity as well as as regular equity into these systems right now, because that's what it's all about: is building during these times, so that when times are good, and you know, when the market comes, and then you get it brand new user base that the foundations are set that the foundations are solid that everything is in place to accommodate that uh, so a huge shout out to the to the teams like predict right now that are still putting in a lot of work and energy into their platforms
1: someone in the chat nova crypto shout out nova crypto great dude he's, yeah he's crypto. like a US nation, uh, he guy an, too. an US nation DAP, yeah. Yeah, Patrick. Dude, I should... uh yeah I, I wish i had his event memorized but When's the next workshop? Let's plug it. Uh, the CV Labs. Uh, I'm not sure what
0: the date is, Patrick. If you want to <laughs> drop it in the chat, I will definitely give you a shout out on that. I know that Patrick has been doing some events in Switzerland uh, and I believe he's doing six. Uh, yeah, so the decentralized app platform, that's his That's his own platform. He's been doing, you know, Nova Crypto Limited. He's been doing some some uh, workshops in, April 23rd. in Switzerland. the next one, April 23rd. Uh well, hopefully that uh you know things are better by then and that, that people are able to come. But yeah, huge shout out to Patrick who's been doing a lot of work there on the ground.
1: All right. Uh we we have one more app in the notes that I wanted to talk about. It's gonna be yes. prospectors. I'll give it a teaser, but someone said something in the chat, sense two I don't have notes on sense, so I don't know what their latest update is, but I did talk to Ben Sigman like a week ago, and I do know that they have cool stuff coming with Sense 2.0. They want to continue giving away like free accounts. Uh, more, more features creating new groups i don't i don't want to misquote things though but let's just say shout out sense 2.0 and i will shout out sense 2.0 no, they're about one this. of the ogs as well
0: they've been building from the very yes. very beginning
1: i just want to make sure we don't leave out any build. i know we're not going to ever make everyone happy and call out every project but sense 2.0 if someone's in the live chat and calling it out like i i, I respect my Go community i will shout out projects that my community calls out but uh, one project uh, that's been grinding for over a year now and has a shitload of users, and I mentioned them earlier, and that is Prospectors. Mm. I, am, I tried playing Prospectors. I don't get it. Mm. I'm not a gamer, uh, to, especially these kind of games, but my buddy Bones, Bones Manifest, uh, you guys probably all know him. He's one of the community managers from Prospectors. He is super into this game. And if you talk to this guy in person about these games, I I was with him in D.C., he will talk your ear out of, off about it. And I, I, before we started uh, this live stream, I was kind of like telling you about it. And you, what did you say it reminded you of your, your olden days? Well, so like? it
0: reminded me, cause you were explaining how in prospectors, you you essentially can do only a couple of actions per day. I think you said it was one action per sit for every it's, six hours. And so you, like you set a, job, a timer. Like, yeah, you like yeah, set your guys so, like
1: mine gold. And then the next six and, hours you're mining gold then. And,
0: and then you can't do anything. And then you gotta wait for the for the next essentially like cycle to come through and then you can do another action. And so you can max. Maximize your actions by setting up a timer. And I was saying, that really reminds me of my BBS days. We're talking about (laughs) a really long time ago when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old, and I had to call in, you know, the the internet was not a thing, uh, as as it is now. And so you'd be dialing up your modem, you'd be calling into you know a phone number, an actual landline. Oh, wow, this is a person could connect at a time. And essentially for those games you had maybe one action per 24 hours, or you had you know a series of actions that you could do uh, within your login time, which was also limited. And so it really reminds me of that, the way that you explained it. And, and it does gather a following because people get extremely, extremely addicted to this. And because you need to put in the time and then you really get into this realm. But and Within this particular game, then there's economics at play as yeah. well. So that you can actually make money off of this
1: so the new features uh they launched a central bank which i know is not probably the most popular thing in like real life (laughs) but in the game it's really cool like this economy of this game is deep and that's part of the reason i i can't play it because i just don't have the patience to learn but once you learn it's like insanely addictive and so they launched this this bank that could basically allow anyone to launch their own bank i think it i don't want to call it a stable coin but they have a monetary system built in ways of funding things and the cool thing about this game is with the economics but I'll, I'll quote bones again so shout out bones uh but he was telling me like when it first launched on wax like he, he made like two grand or something in like real like whatever the price was then like two grand and he, he was also like employing literally jobs yeah, <laughs> like yeah. versus- you actually employ people within game right that's so like yeah. i need
0: miners or i need farmers or i need whatever it is and then you can pay them and then they'll do the
1: work it's he basically like was one of the better players of the game because he learned on the EOS mainnet version and then they expanded their land or their playing area on Wax and it was like starting over. And since he already had the experience from EOS, he went to Wax and he just started buying up plots and buying tools and putting people to work. Yeah. And he when said- I, he was, That's the thing is you can corner
0: markets as well. So I also for it's those- It's like who Monopoly. Like Ultima, Ultima Online, one of the first- Games that I recall where you could actually buy and sell things for real money, right? Like items that can be sold. And then so you can mine tools or you can mine items. And so the, apparently this game is very similar to that, where you need ore or you need gold or you need whatever it is that item. And then you can corner the market. You become this sole owner of that particular resource. And then you jack up the prices. So it's always supply and demand. But kind you can like get the- caught and nobody wants your items anymore. And no, And basically people corner you out. Uh, apparently, the the economics of this game are insane. The people that I know that play, like They're you addicted. said, with Bones Manifest, are are addicted. They're into it. <laughs> They're really, really because into
1: it. I, like I, I think the way it works is turn based. Like every six hours, he was like, "Yeah, man, I would be like setting my alarm every six hours." So Three if it happened in the, morning, in the middle of the night, I'm getting up and make uh, like my guys done mine and He's gonna action. go build a shovel or I don't know what yeah. the hell they do in the game. Yeah. But and he was saying he had like if he. I don't know the exact numbers, but if he made anywhere close to $2,000 in a month, all of his workers were probably at least making a couple hundred in a month. And he said like, a lot of them were like from like Kenya and like, uh, I forget the country. What's the country with all the 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 Nigerians, the princes. Nigeria, have he have said lot he had a money. whole like team of like 20 people working for him. And like, if he like was like busy with like his kids or like not like available that day, they're messaging them, like, hey man, we want to work. <laughs> like like real life work, it was crazy, but uh, same. What what did we miss? We we're, we're running a little over an hour now. Uh, I I know we talked about everything in our notes.
0: I think that's it for today, Zach. I think that we, you know, we covered a lot of subjects. I think that's the format that we're gonna be pushing uh, forward a little bit more as well. So we might alternate between kind of the one show where we, we dive into one particular subject, maybe invite some people over, and then these shows where we just go over uh, multiple subjects, multiple different you know, um, news pieces within the ecosystem.
1: All right, so we, we sign off the show. And how do we sign off, Zach? How does that happen? In a very particular way in a very particular predictable way yeah you know? yes i usually yeah. say until next time and i don't until know what next time is it might be friday <laughs> it might be monday or tuesday next week i'll get back on a regular schedule eventually but for right now i'll see you until next time <laughs> i'm zach go
0: i'm Ilaos, and this is, is everything,
1: everything yos go <laughs> smash the thumbs up leave a comment message in the live chat see you guys next.